0: It's one o'clock, I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines, the Chief Executive Carrie Lam promises further improvements to the extradition bill following yesterday's massive street protest. An official Beijing newspaper has blamed foreign forces for creating what it described as chaos in Hong Kong and Civic Party lawmaker Tanya Chan returns to court to be sentenced following brain surgery. Chief Executive Carrie Lam has promised further improvements to the extradition bill following yesterday's massive street protest, the biggest since 1989. The government earlier pledged to ask requesting jurisdictions to protect the human rights of a suspect. Mrs Lam now says these will be made legally binding. She also dismissed comments that the government was ignoring public the public views, saying it has twice tweaked the bill in response to concerns.
1: The reality is uh, after these additional measures have been introduced and many of them concern human rights safeguards over and above what is now contained in the Fugitive Offenders Ordinance, we were told, we received feedback that uh, these additional measures are effective in addressing the concerns of the stakeholders and we will continue to do so. So there's no question of us ignoring views expressed uh, in society.
0: Mrs. Lam also dismissed calls for her resignation, saying she spent every moment of her time working for the benefit of Hong Kong and will continue to do so.
1: I will continue to do this uh, in my utmost uh, ability and to address the issues and concerns of Hong Kong people. Especially at a time when our economy is going to undergo some very severe challenges because of the external uncertainties. I think it is all the more important for us to have a stable team to rise to the challenges and to resolve many of the difficult areas that we are going to face.
0: Earlier, the Chief Secretary Matthew Chung expressed regret that a small number of people protesting against the government's extradition bill attempted to storm the LegCo building last night. The violent clashes followed a largely peaceful demonstration, with organisers estimating a million people joined the march from Causeway Bay to LegCo headquarters in Tamar. The last of the protesters were cleared from outside the old Wan Chai police station at around 6am. So far, police have arrested seven men aged between 21 and 33. The Chief Secretary said the government respected the different views expressed over the bill and amendments to it showed it was sincere in responding to people's concerns. Pan-Democrat lawmaker Chu Hoi Dick says the government, and not protesters, should bear the responsibility for the clashes.
2: It is the government tactics to shift the focus of the mass media to the clashes and uh, try to condemn activists for their actions. But the origin of the clashes is crystal clear. It is because the government did not respond positively to protests or demand that caused the clashes afterwards.
0: Mr Chu also says discussions are underway with the march organisers, the Civic Human Rights Front, over staging further protests.
2: We have discussed whether we should have protests in different districts. We should spread the anger of people not only around the central government office, but in all districts like Yunnan or Taipo or some areas where... Uh, residents in uh, those districts may not have a chance to come out to uh, Hong Kong Island to protest. And I find uh, Hong Kong people uh, who came out uh, yesterday very determined. I asked them yesterday, will you come out again if the government decline your demand? They said yes.
0: An official Beijing newspaper has blamed foreign forces' intent on hurting China for creating what it described as chaos in Hong Kong over the extradition bill. In an editorial, the China Daily said the law was much needed. Is the BBC's Stephen McDonnell in Beijing. For the most part, official media on mainland China has ignored a massive protest in Hong Kong against plans to permit extradition to face Chinese courts controlled by the Communist Party. However, in an editorial, the English language China Daily has blamed foreign forces for the unrest. Some Hong Kong residents have been hoodwinked by the opposition camp and their foreign allies, it said, adding that they wanted to hurt China by trying to create havoc in Hong Kong. The last governor of Hong Kong, Lord Patton, believes the new extradition law would be in breach of promises made by Beijing ahead of the handover more than two decades ago. I think it's the most serious challenge to the autonomy of Hong Kong and to the rule of law in Hong Kong since we left in 1997. And it flatly goes against all the promises that were made about guaranteeing Hong Kong's local autonomy. Civic Party lawmaker Tanya Chan says she's still recovering from her brain surgery a month ago. She's to be sentenced today after being convicted in April on, of inciting others to commit public nuisance and inciting others to incite in relation to the 2014 pro-democracy Occupy protest. Her sentencing was delayed after a life-threatening brain tumour was found. Speaking before entering the court, Ms Chan said she had double vision and needed help getting around.
1: I need to be slow and my main uh, impairment is uh, I've still got uh, double vision. That's why I've seen two you and lots of mites in a double sense. So this is uh, my present status. So I need tracking pole for balancing, especially for places that I'm not familiar with.
0: President Trump has been defending a new deal with Mexico to stem the flow of migrants into the United States, which some commentators say contains little that is new. Mr. Trump said that was wrong and there was more to the agreement than has so far been publicly released. Mexico has committed to accommodating migrants while their applications to move to the US are processed. Our Washington correspondent Barry Wood has more details on the deal.
1: The core of this agreement is that the Mexican government is sending 6000 paramilitaries or you could say national police to the Guatemala border to prevent migrants from simply being waved across and on trains and buses towards the United States border. That's the core of this. And those police are already beginning to arrive on the Guatemalan border. So all of the other things about what's in the agreement and the Democrats complaining, I think is, um, in one sense, a secondary issue. The foreign minister of
0: Qatar says his country, along with others, is trying to broker talks between Iran and the United States. Sheikh Mohammed bin Abdulrahman Al-Tani called for a greater effort to open the door to dialogue, saying it cannot last forever like this. Here's the BBC's Lise set.
3: Sheikh Mohammed said Qatar, along with other countries, was trying to bridge the gap between Iran and the United States. He pointed out that everyone says they don't want a war, but there needed to be more effort to try to open the door to dialogue. President Trump has said he wants to talk to Iran's president. But Iran says that can't happen, while the U.S., which pulled out of the nuclear deal last year, continues to impose crippling sanctions. Sheikh Mohammed said the region should try to forge a different stance, since, in his words, whether we like it or not, Iran is part of our region.
0: Thousands of fishermen in Bangladesh have held a protest over a two-month fishing ban in the Bay of Bengal. They blocked traffic on the country's biggest highway. is the BBC's Ambarasan Etirajan.
3: Police said the fishermen's protest caused a huge traffic jam and several kilometres of tailback on the road linking the capital, Dhaka, with the coastal city of Chittagong. They dispersed after officials promised to help. The Bangladeshi government announced a 65-day fishing ban last month aiming to replenish stocks. But fishermen say the ban, the longest so far, is driving them out of business. The Bangladesh Navy and Coast Guard vessels have been patrolling the zone to enforce the ban. The government says it will provide free rice for nearly half a million families of badly affected fishermen.
0: Scientists in Britain and Australia say they can improve the health of people who go to bed very late by shifting their body clock. This is the BBC's James Gallagher. The study looked at 21 people who were regularly going to bed after 2am. They were instructed to get up and go to bed at the same times every day, do so hours earlier than usual, get loads of sunlight in the morning and have fixed meal times. On average, people shifted their body clocks two hours earlier, were getting the same total shut-eye but were reporting lower levels of sleepiness, stress and depression. The researchers said their methods may seem like obvious advice for good sleep hygiene they were surprised how effective such relatively simple strategies were. Business news and official data shows China's exports beat gloomy forecasts to rebound in May, though imports sank more than expected. Customs data showed Chinese exports bounced back to rise 1.1% last month after falling 2.7% in April. Imports plummeted 8.5% after rising 4% in April. The trade surplus surged to 41.7 billion US dollars in May compared to 13.8 billion the previous month. Two major American companies, the weapons manufacturer Raytheon and the aeronautics equipment maker United Technologies, have agreed to merge their aerospace businesses, creating an enterprise worth more than 100 billion US dollars. Raytheon is best known for its Patriot air defense systems and Tomahawk cruise missiles. United Technologies is famous for its Pratt & Whitney engines. William Hartung is a defence analyst at the Centre for International Policy. Raytheon wants to diversify, and United Technologies has quite a bit of commercial business in the aerospace sector. I think also companies like Lockheed Martin and Boeing, uh, just by their sheer size, have more lobbying clout. They have more to support because of their geographic reach. So I think it also puts them in a better position politically and and just in terms of the kind of market they're in where politics and influence are very important financial leaders of the G20 have for the first time discussed the threat of ageing populations to the health of the global economy. Japan's finance minister said if ageing impacted a country before it became wealthy, it was impossible to solve the problem. Japan's population has the world's highest percentage of elderly people, though many other countries, including China and Spain, are also grappling with shrinking birth rates. Short time ago, the Hang Seng index was at 27,528. That's 558 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $52 billion. Currencies US dollars trading at 108.52 yen. Euro stands at 1 US dollar and 13 cents. The pound is worth
3: 9 Hong Kong dollars and 97 cents. Sport now, and here's Richard Pine. We start with tennis, and Rafael Nadal has claimed yet another French Open title. That's a record extending 12th at Roland Garros and an 18th Grand Slam crown in all. Nadal defeated the Austrian Dominic Thiem in the final in four sets to claim the title for the third year in a row. Nadal says his victory is very special and paid tribute to his opponent.
2: First thing that I want to say is uh, congrats to Dominic, and uh, I feel sorry because he deserved it here too. No? So I, I really hope that he will have the chance to win in the future he has an unbelievable intensity unbelievable passion for this sport and he's a very big hard worker now so i just want to encourage him for the future
3: in formula one it proved to be a highly controversial canadian grand prix ferrari's sebastian vettel was first over the line but given a five second penalty for a driving offense and that handed the race victory to the world champion lewis hamilton in the mercedes the bbc's jack nichols has details An incredibly controversial Canadian Grand Prix saw Sebastian Vettel take the chequered flag on the road, but a five-second penalty for impeding Lewis Hamilton after Vettel had gone off, skated back across the circuit, and almost put the British driver in the wall, meant that Hamilton it is who takes the 25 points for the victory. That extends his lead massively over his teammate Valtteri Bottas, who could only finish fourth, but conversations about Vettel's penalty will run and run. In World Cup cricket, India put up a tidy display to beat holders Australia by 36 runs in the biggest match of the tournament so far. Cricket commentator Sunir Chowdhury says India were always in command.
2: Well, if I were to put it down in one statement, I think they outbatted, bold and outfielded the Aussies. Right from the time Rohit Sharma was dropped very early by uh, Nathan Kultanayal to Shikhar scoring a century, Virat Kohli's uh, calculated half century, and Hardik Pandya's late assault, the batting did their bit to score 352. And then it was a matter of the bowlers ensuring that they weren't very extravagant in their defence of that score, which they managed with some ease, thanks to Burneshwar Kumar, Jaspreet Bhumra and Charles. So, I think uh, it was it was a comprehensive
3: performance. In ice hockey, the Stanley Cup final is heading to Game Seven. The Boston Bruins beat the St. Louis Blues five-one in St. Louis this morning to tie up the series at three games apiece. The Bruins' Tuukka Rask made twenty-eight saves, and Brad Marchand had a goal and an assist as Boston forced the seventeenth Game Seven in Stanley Cup history. The deciding Game Seven takes place in Boston on Thursday morning Hong Kong time. And finally in golf, Rory McIlroy has won the Canadian Open, closing with a 9-under-61 for a 7-shot victory. McIlroy started the day in a three-way tie for the lead, but putted five birdies in the first seven holes to pull away. It's his 16th PGA Tour victory and 25th win worldwide, and he's hoping to ride that momentum into the US Open next week at Pebble Beach. And that's your look at sport.
0: And to end the news, the top story is once again, Chief Executive Carrie Lam promises further improvements to the extradition bill following yesterday's massive street protest. An official Beijing newspaper has blamed foreign forces for creating what it described as chaos in Hong Kong. Civic Party lawmaker Tanya Chan returns to court to be sentenced following brain surgery. The News Smart THK. <laughs>
2: Sure. Control-